right, so it is actually uh, well, it's yeah, it's official now. We are over halfway through the year, and mm-hmm. to my knowledge, we've gotten uh, every superhero movie so far that has been slated to come out this year. Hmm. This is an improvement. Albeit, I almost feel uh, like we can't celebrate that though, because I feel like we'd be jinxing jinxing ourselves. That is true. Um, but the optimist in me says, "Fuck yeah." Toast. Oh, yeah. Give me, give me a proper toast. There you go. Mm. I went back to classic tea tonight, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm not drinking kombucha tonight. Uh, why? Because I haven't gone grocery shopping. Oh. Indeed. A common well, symptom of adulthood. Well, I, too, am drinking tea tonight, folks. Mm, what type of tea are you drinking, brother man? Tell oh, us about the, that this tea. This is the, the, the tea of the rural teas, you see. Uh, yeah, only the only the the most royal people. As a matter of fact, some would just say like only crowned people uh, drink these kind. Of, it's crowned. I'm drinking Coke and Crown tonight. <laughs> right, it's so. funny. Once you said that towards my direction, I could smell it a little bit. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. You got the vanilla, right? Yeah. Nice. Fuck yeah. But it's also cut with vanilla Coke. So also, well, no, I, I smelled the Crown vanilla. I can't smell Crown or Coke vanilla. I, I don't know what that smells like, but. I'm just drinking uh, peppermint tea with a drop of honey. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, brother man, we, we got some cooler shit to talk about than fucking, you know, crown or tea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I just wanted to start by saying that it is uh, quite refreshing that in 2021, while there's still vast improvements to be made, at least one of those has been, we're getting, we're getting our superhero content. And uh, while we, we still got a decent bit last year, this year looks like it's going to be uh, overall, much smoother, and I, for one, am uh, very grateful for that. Uh, as you guys know, we just uh, got Black Widow last week, and we recently put up, uh, put up our review of that. So, if you have not seen Black Widow, even if you have, either way, definitely check out uh, our Black Widow review. Uh, we go in depth, and of course, the first portion of that is spoiler free. And here we are tonight to discuss a, another movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one of the animated sorts. Amen. Uh, tonight, of course, we're talking about The Long Halloween, Part 1, uh, a classic DC story, which, you know, obviously uh, a very DC movie. Indeed. Um, uh, before we get too much further into this, for all the newcomers, hey, welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is <laughs> the Superhero Homies Podcast. My name is Quentin, and I am here with the homie Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the show. How awesome lucky are we to get not one, but two movies so close to one another. Two little cuts of fantasy to, you know, divvy up that uh, hard hit of reality. Yeah. yeah. It is uh, always very refreshing. My favorite pastime. And, uh, you know, it is Likewise. interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think the last Halloween, we discussed the long Halloween. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the last Halloween, we discussed the long Halloween. I feel yeah. like we need to add one more L word to make that a fun, like, tongue twister. Hmm. I, I don't yep. know. I, it's not, it's not <laughs> worth it. <laughs> and uh, we discussed, of course, the, uh, the story, the 13-issue the series, that is, The Long Halloween. Hmm. And, uh, you know, so tonight for preparation, I, I went back and I, uh, I reread the, the first half of it. And, yeah, I actually reread the first six and a half chapters. Awesome. Uh, just to kind of, you know, really refresh myself with the material and to prep myself for tonight's episode. 
Uh, now, the the last DC movie, Kevin, that uh, that we watched that was a uh, uh, an adaptation directly from an, another material. Ah, yes. I, I believe that was Hush. I believe you are correct, good sir. Uh, homies, for those of you who are curious, yes, we did cover that movie, and yes, it is in the catalog of episodes. Yes. Uh, not very recent, but recent-ish. Right. Yeah. yeah. By the way, the best way to get all of our back catalog is still to our Patreon page, where all of that gold of material is there waiting to be dug by you homies. <laughs> there it is. Yes. I like it. Go mining. There, there you On go. On patreon.com backslash superhero homies. There be gold in them there. There be gold podcast. in them hills. In them hills look like a podcast. And uh, I think that you and I overall had uh, similar feelings about Hush uh, when, when the animated film came out. You and I, of course, being very, very high on the graphic novel. Yeah, and uh, as great as the graphic novel is, I like to uh, keep quiet about the animated feature. I didn't hate the animated feature. No, I mean neither. Yeah. It just I made the analogy earlier, you know, the, the the graphic novel was such a perfect recipe with top-notch ingredients and everything was golden. And then, you know, uh, earlier homies off mic I, I compared Hush the graphic novel to like the perfect German chocolate cake, you know, everything's great, everything's awesome, but then all of a sudden the animated feature was like adding in white chocolate, like Hershey's white chocolate. Not necessarily Bad, but it, it was unnecessary for what the story was. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a very spoiler-free analogy. If you watch or have watched the movie, chances are you probably understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, and uh, you know, uh, and and as a whole, uh, Hush did have some some issues, but uh, it was still overall a, a pretty enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, I, I think. I think that uh, I may have said this on the uh, on the original Hush podcast. That being, <laughs> if you've never read the book, then you would probably enjoy the movie even more. It's one of those situations, I think. Uh, but the book is phenomenal. Yeah, the book is phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and like you know, with, with, it's funny because with most movies in general that adapt any kind of book that has or any kind of source material, you know, that's typically the case. Like, yeah, you know, the movie's fine, but the book is so much better. Uh, but when it comes to DC animated films, typically it is the uh, it can be a toss up. It can be like they're probably on equal footing, right. you know, with DC animated films, and and that and that does speak to uh, their quality. Right. But here we are tonight to talk about the Long Halloween, um, which is ironically enough another work written by Jeff Loeb. Amen. Yeah. yeah. So real quick, before we dive too hard into the movie, mm-hmm. uh, because this is such a recent release, let's talk about where that movie was available for the homies who are interested in watching it. Uh, yes. Uh, so this movie is currently available uh, for rent or purchase digitally, uh, whether that be on uh, Apple or whether it be uh, Amazon. Yep, I think we did Amazon. Yeah, we did Amazon. And, and there was another new service I saw, uh, Row 8 or whatever that is. Yeah, I think this one if you have, like, certain... Uh, like Roku or something? Yeah, okay. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Amazon or Apple is probably going to be your best bet uh, as far as renting, renting or buying it right now. Uh, and I think that in just a few days, uh, it will be out um, in the physical market. So you guys okay. will be able to purchase it physically. Uh, now, this movie, this movie is part one of two, uh, very similar to the Dark Knight Return movies. 
And so I'll probably do what I did with that series, which is I probably just buy the deluxe version when both come out. Yeah, and that's smart. Um, but yeah, definitely mm-hmm. wanted to share uh, showcase that to you, homies, so that you wouldn't have to wait to at least watch part one. Yes. Amen. Now, um, I mentioned this, brother. With, with Long Halloween being a movie, or I guess being a story that we uh, discussed last year, and that we've, we've discussed on and off throughout other podcasts whenever it's, it's, it's come up. Sure. And also with the nature of this story being a noir crime thriller, uh, spoiler or no spoilers? Actually, that's the thing. Um, because the... This is a spoiler in and of itself. Hmm. Um, I'm down for either, but I say let's, uh, no holds bar. Yeah, I'm down, I'm down for spoilers with this. Hell yeah, I'm glad we're of the same mind. Because mm-hmm. it's like, originally I wanted to give this the same reverence as the other movies, but at the same time, it doesn't require it. Uh, first spoiler, I'll go ahead and, you know, uh, unlatch the gate here. Um, it is vastly different from the book, mm-hmm. and it's not a bad thing. It is not. In my opinion, in my interpretation, I'm thoroughly enjoying this. But again, we'll come to that uh, more organically here. Yeah. Uh, I, too, am uh, thoroughly enjoying this movie. Uh, I, I really dug the first half. And it is a little jarring if you just, if you've recently read the story, and, or even, even if you just read it, you know, years ago even, and, and then watched this movie. It's like, wow, we're, we're taking this thing in a different direction. But here's the interesting thing. Uh, unlike you know certain other recent movies, uh, they have <laughs> they have listened uh, to the rules of the homies, which is uh, when adapting a story, you don't have to do a panel by panel, side by side comparison, but you do have to keep the integrity of the story and the characters. So the things that make the plot integral, you have to maintain those things, and this movie does that, and it does it by telling it in a reformed. Uh, different manner that mm-hmm. I think really works. You know why they obey the rules here, brother? Because Jensen Ackles and Troy Baker both are actually uh, avid listeners to the show. <laughs> I didn't want to break the news to you like this, but I guess I have to now. You know, they, they messaged me. You know. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So they uh, didn't message the superhero homies. They messaged you personally. Well, yeah. You see, the oh. problem is, you know, um, 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 Jensen thought I was Jared. <laughs> I can't continue with that joke. Uh, my my straight face broke down. <laughs> but no, brother. Um, they they very much did this. This was an organic, great live, updated example of that particular superhero homie rule. Where if you're going to rewrite and not follow the comic book material, do so through the lenses of what your characters would actually do, keeping to that integrity, keeping to what each individual would actually, you know, choose to or not to do if you're writing a whole new story. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and great. Also, and also remembering to keep true to the plot as well, so, like, not losing focus of what makes that story special. You know, like... Uh, uh, right, right, yeah. like, the, the key points of a plotter, presumably. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, so, like, for example, the, the, the tone and overall messaging of Winter Soldier is the same from the comic, but the movie is, of course, vastly different from the comic. Mm. But the things that make it so goddamn special are maintained. you know, And, and that's exactly what we get here with uh, The Long Halloween Part 1. By the way, this is just Part 1. Uh, sometime later, I don't know when we'll get Part 2. So, Brother, I'm not going to lie. So <laughs> l- l- let's, let's, let's go ahead and hit the gas on this, dude. So 
this was one of my earliest thoughts in this movie, watching it on the couch. Obviously, I was very vocal in watching this movie with you. Normally, if I'm extremely vocal, it's because I have an extreme opinion of the movie uh, in either direction. If I'm super vocal making fun of stuff, chances are I've already written the movie off. There's mm. very little chances that's going to bring me back to shore. Uh, that'll normally happen about 15, 20 minutes in. Now, the other side of that is, oh, fuck, this is already feeling like a great ride. And it's like, oh, I got to compliment this shit. And thus I unfortunately become vocal about that sometimes too, especially when we're watching on the couch. And um, this was one of the only movies I wish I could unwatch just to experience watching mm. it again yeah. for my first time. Because this was an amazing movie. For yeah. an animation feature, dude, again, for a movie, fe- a fucking feature in general, dude, this was awesome. Very well done. Oh, yeah. I am impatient for part two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me too, man. I, I, I really dug what they did here because, like, they're... Everything they did with it was, was really well thought out because, hell, m- maybe... Maybe one downside to the Hush movie is the fact that they tried to do it all in one go. Yeah. Uh, maybe if they they had the opportunity to space it out and, and really let, let it breathe more properly, maybe it would have felt a little less disjointed in parts. Maybe the ending would be more acceptable. And you know what? That, you're right. That is one of the strengths of this movie. It takes its time. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it slow cooks so well. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, The Long Halloween, it's not like it's a five- or six-issue series. You know, like I said, it's, it's 13 issues, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's a more lengthy uh, story, you know, as far as comics go. So, yeah, it, it does definitely deserve that time to be told properly, and it's refreshing that, uh, that the creators of this film acknowledge that and they hold reverence to that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's really dope, man. Um, yeah, so... I do feel like it would, uh, it's not really beneficial to talk about like all of the differences between the comic and the movie because there's so many. <laughs> How long do we want tonight to be? Right. Yeah. About, there, there are vast differences. Like from the opening, like there's, there's just so many differences. There are. And, yeah. and again, I'll go ahead and highlight my opinion here. I am okay with that because. Mm-hmm. They played their differences confidently and competently. Yeah. It, it was so well done, you know? Yeah. Uh, it wrote to me, and, like, th- there were just little things, little little things either the voice actors or the writing would do that's like, oh, this is only drawing me in more. Like, I am further invested in this than I was prepared to be sitting down tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I am of a similar ilk. Uh, it is a good ilk, <laughs> indubitably. Indubitably, uh, I do want to talk a little bit, a little bit about the uh, the voice casting before we get into kind of some of the nitty gritty here of the plots. I mean, it deserves it. Yeah, yeah. you know, earlier you mentioned uh, Jensen Ackles and Troy Baker uh, about how you know they're both hitting you in your DMs or whatever. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I know, right? It's all nerd shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I asked them if they could pay for me to go to Comic Con so we can like uh, you know at least you know uh, go get a burger or something. They didn't hit me back. Mm. Yeah, they said, nah, bro, we don't got those tickets. <laughs> but, uh, you know, those two, of course, uh, we have Jensen Ackles, who was voicing uh, Bruce Wayne or Batman, and uh, we have Troy Baker, who was voicing uh, the Joker again, reprising that role. 
phenomenal work. Yeah. Phenomenal. Dude, it is so good. I I already knew that Troy was amazing yeah. as Joker. Yeah, uh, we, we trust Troy in most of his voice acting roles. I can't think of a bad one personally, but yeah. 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 And and with Jensen, I was curious about his Bruce Wayne. Like, how is he gonna how's he gonna play this? Because of course, you know, ten years ago, over ten years ago, we heard him as Red Hood and under the Red Hood movie. Mm-hmm. And uh his voice acting was so good in that when we did the uh the Death in the Family animated feature, uh one of the downsides that I found with that movie was that they didn't get Jensen Ackles. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. Um, and that's how good he was as Jason Todd uh, mm-hmm. in, in Under the Red Hood. But again, that was like 09. And I was like, how is he going to be as Bruce Wayne now? Uh, he was fantastic. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was he was so good. And he and Troy wrote together so well. I'm like, you know, listen, we... We can't keep Kevin and Mark forever. If if they have to pass the torches, <laughs> these guys would, are yeah. I would be okay with the torches being passed to those two. Yeah, they that's, can be yeah. the illegitimate sons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how good they were. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, some people could argue that maybe Troy is trying his best to do his Mark Hamill impersonation, but I think he puts enough of his own flair on it and enough of his own personality that it is his own. Well, maybe still paying, you know, homage to Mark right. Hamill. I heard both. Yeah. You know, you definitely hear the Mark Hamill influence, especially mm-hmm. in some of the wordplay and in some of, like, the inflation and deflation, especially with the deflation on certain dramatic moments where he really lets the smoky voice come out. But then he definitely does his own great thing with the laugh, and it's almost nonstop. The laugh is constantly hitting. It's so yeah. fucking fun to listen to. Um, and his jokes are hilarious. It's actually, <laughs> the Joker's actually funny in this movie. It's, and you're just listening to this shit like, I'm sorry, what? Right. It's, it's great. <laughs> it is. Dude, I am right there with you. I, I'm all for, here's my vote, fucking democracy. Troy <laughs> Baker, Jensen Ackles, the new duo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let, let them be the guys now who say, Jensen Ackles, we need you to voice Batman. Is Troy Baker Joker? All right, bet I'll sign. Yeah. Yeah, just just get those two to do it. Amen. Yeah, they they can carry it for the next twenty years or however long. I'll be completely fine with that. Hell yeah! And now here's the greatest thing: they weren't even the only great voice no, actors. There's no. so much great vocal work that I don't recognize that yeah. I have to look up here with you. You know, um, the dude who played Carmine. Oh yeah, gold. I, yeah. Remember, was- I told you like, oh dude, <laughs> that that monologue was really good. Yeah. Uh, Titus Well Well Liver. Okay, yeah, Welliver, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welliver. I'm just saying Welliver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm deciding that's right. You know, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. Welliver. Yeah. Yep. Uh, dude, uh, I don't know who this guy is, but Daggum is he great? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like his delivery, man. Like he, it, it's it's great when an an actor really kind of delves into uh, the personality of like. The, the person they're voicing, you know what I mean? And they put those own kind of inflations into their words so they have more gravitas. I really feel this is what he did as, uh, as Falcone. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, the movie says Falcone. It kind of bothers me. So actually, <laughs> that's yet. the thing. I, he- I heard both. I heard Falcone, and I also heard Falcone. Huh. Yeah. I- I've only heard Falcone in that movie, but right? yeah. Uh, I'm, I, but yeah, uh, 
And, and again, like I'm, I'm just, I'm just joking because I, I've oh, heard, yeah, you know, yeah. I've, you know, I've heard both in different adaptations. Well, we uh, definitely hear him being called the Roman, and that's yeah. that's appropriate. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We get uh, Josh Duhamel as uh, Harvey Dent. I never know that guy's name, but I like everything he's done. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, originally we spoke spoke about him in uh, Jupiter's Legacy. He's the lead in that TV show. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so here he is now as Harvey Dent, and he does give a a really strong performance as Harvey. And what I love the most, again, I guess slight spoiler alert for this twenty uh, five year old story, but uh, what I love most about his performance as Harvey Dent is uh, from the get go. You can already hear the potential for his two face whenever that side kicks in. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And his two face, you already know it's going to be sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, really looking forward to that when that shoe drops. Uh, David Dastmalkian makes yeah. an appearance in this, which is officially his uh, second Batman movie. Wait. Uh, I had. Maybe third. How many I movies mean, has he been well, in? Well, technically he's going to be in the Suicide Squad, so... Oh, that's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Man, this this guy is making bank off Batman, too. <laughs> and he's Polka Dot Man. And he's Polka Dot Man, yeah. <laughs> Which almost, technically, is one of the most OP villains. I was going to say, but... yeah, if you're looking at, at like the, the Silver Age version of him, yeah. yeah. That's, that's definitely some OP shit. Um, I wonder how they're going to play that. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, looking at the trailer, man, yeah. We'll get there in, in a couple of weeks when we do our breakdown for those characters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be fun. Uh, but, yeah, th- he's always amazing. Uh, he really is. He does. He, he's so good at playing fucking weird people. We'll call it what it is. No, that's exactly it. I was going <laughs> to say off-putting, but fucking weird is all, is right there, too. Right. Yeah. He, he plays that dude that you're polite to. Yeah, because you don't know what he's capable of. Right. That, you, exactly. <laughs> you don't know what he's capable of. You don't want to disrupt your day too hard. You're just very nice to this strange individual, and you tell your friends and family in the living room about him later. You yes. Know? Yeah, that uh, guy. Uh, for the homies listening who don't know who we're referring to, this is the gentleman who, like you said earlier, is going to be playing Polka Dot Man. And uh, in The Dark Knight, he was the guy who Harvey Dent held the gun up to. Yeah. And, uh, the, you know, the guy wouldn't crack, and then yeah. he started laughing He, he and played crying. one of the fake cops. Yeah. 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 Uh, he was also in Ant-Man 1 and 2. Like, he, he, he always pops uh, up yeah. in, like, the, the oddest of places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot he was in Ant-Man. Um. Try to, try to contain your enthusiasm there, bud. Uh, Jack Quaid is in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying Quaid. That's, yeah, that looks like Quaid. Yeah, it's Quaid because, uh, you know, like, just like his dad, Dennis Quaid. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Just just like his papa. Papa. And uh, unlike his papa, um, you informed me that, uh, and reminded me that this is the individual who plays Huey in The Boys. Indeed. So for those of you who got that Amazon Prime uh, subscription, feel free to click over to uh, <laughs> also suggested... Just down the list there. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And, and also, Jensen Ackles is going to be in season three. Like, it's like a Holy big... Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> These guys at least got to get a sandwich or something. Watch, they're going to get that burger Jensen didn't invite me to. <laughs> God damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jack Quaid plays uh, Alberto Falcone. Yep. Yeah. And, like, uh, you know, it's, like, it's fun because knowing, like, who Alberto is in the comics mm-hmm. and knowing what kind of performance that, uh, you know, Jack gives, especially in the boys, it's like... I don't even need to hear it. I know that he can do that. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> like, like the, you know, uh, off-putting, kind of nervous energy. Yeah. Introverted kind of guy. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, he can definitely dig into that bag. 
Yeah. Um, I, I didn't recognize it at first, but whenever you said it, immediately the next line he dropped, oh, fuck yeah, I hear it all day. Yeah. Now, there is one actress I want to mention here with yeah. reverence, definitely, uh, Miss uh, Naya Rivera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's super unfortunate to hear about her, dude. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she passed away about a year ago now. Uh, I think she got uh, caught up in a riptide. Uh, she may have even been with a child. Uh, it was really unfortunate. That is rough. Yeah. And I'm very sorry to hear that, dude. Yeah. Uh, she plays Catwoman, if we haven't said that yet. Um, and it's a phenomenal Catwoman. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah, it is. I'm very sad because it's like, I mean, one, no one should ever have to go through that. That That's that's rough. And then right. two, um, it, it sucks when a good actor or actress is like forever limited to one uh, one chance of representing a great role, you know, mm. or doing a role in a great way, like, uh, like Heath Ledger as like well. Heath Ledger, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a same, prime example. Because yeah. uh, it's like, we know he would have been down for some more Joker movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, maybe. Knock on wood. That's uh, true. Because that's yeah. an intense that's intense. role. Well, hey, we know that WB would have been down for him to do more. Exactly. We know WB <laughs> would have been like, look, we'll pay for therapy. <laughs> But uh, you know, uh, reverence and a, a mm-hmm. good cheers to to the late uh, Naya. So. Absolutely, cheers. Here's to you, Naya. I hit your finger. That didn't, come on, we can do better than that. There it is. Hmm. It's okay. We got these awesome condensers. We 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 can ding the glasses. Anyways, can't spill the crown, man. Also uh, true. You can't spill the crown, especially over this expensive <laughs> equipment. Now, but yeah, dude, over, overall, homies, this yeah. cast is phenomenal. Everybody is not only carrying their weight, but they are absolutely throwing bangbusters on the screen. They are. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. oh, dude, we got to talk about the art. The art is gorgeous. Yeah, it the is, animation in this. It plays such a, a respect. It pays that respect to the art of the graphic novel, because the art of the graphic novel is notorious. It sticks out. You know you're reading the long Halloween you're when right. you see that shit. That's Tim Sale all day. That's Tim Sale, yeah. yeah. And uh man, Tim Sale, like, you know, his his artwork uh is is such for me it's always been such a treat because like it's one of the reasons why he works so well with Jeff Loeb, why typically those two guys' names are always together. You know, just they're, they're <laughs> Pun intended, they're quite the dynamic duo uh, yeah. when it comes to creating comic books. I mean, so much so that you bought the books twice, essentially, because <laughs> yeah. you got the individual, fl- uh, not floppies, but the individual yeah, uh, trade paperbacks. Trade paperbacks, yeah, thank you. I knew I was going to get that wrong. And you bought the Omni, which I didn't get <laughs> wrong because it's right there. Hell yeah. Hell uh, yeah. It was one of those I had to put the trigger on and buy twice. Amen, dude. Uh, not to get too far off, but they also have, uh, I need to get their Marvel Omni that they did together. Wait, who uh, do they write in Marvel? Uh, Daredevil Yellow, uh, Hulk Gray, Spider-Man Blue, Captain America White. <laughs> so literally Marvel's like, take these characters. <laughs> but it's like a, it's like they were playing a drinking game. It's like, you got to do this, but under these conditions. It's like, man, you got to write about the Hulk, but that bitch is gray now. <laughs> I don't know. It, that's interesting that they... I, okay. yeah, you remember Daredevil Yellow, right? We covered yeah. that a few years back. No, no, yeah. we covered that a few years ago, but yeah. I didn't realize that those were the guys that covered the variant colors of these heroes, yeah. of numerous ones, too. That's that's very strange. Yeah, well, it's not like they're actually those colors. It's just kind of like the... 
it's like their signature touch, so you know that, that, that it's them who's doing that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I wonder I mean, the, why. The Hulk, the Hulk is gray. You know, he's gray again in that book. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Okay. 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 I I didn't know. That's interesting. But that's also kind of cool that they are, you know, badass in this field enough to say, nah, this is yeah. our calling card. Uh, they also did another story that I don't think is enough credit. Uh, the uh, the Wolverine Gambit story. That oh. is also them. Actually, that makes sense because that, that looked very much like Tim Sale too. Yeah. It's been years since I've read yeah. that one. Yeah, so. it's, it's basically like a, it's, it's an X-Men or it's a Wolverine Gambit Jack the Ripper story. They're hunting down Jack the Ripper, essentially. Pretty fucking fun. Uh, I say all that to say that uh, whenever you see Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, those guys are phenomenal. And like I said earlier, Tim Sale also wrote uh, Hush. And for that one, he had uh, Jim Lee for the artist. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, so those guys, uh, they, they have a hard time missing. Right. Yeah. Uh, but like, like you were saying, though, the art style here is uh, is very fantastic. I was curious where they would go with it. It is so clean. Yeah. It is so good. Like, but, uh, of many animation movies that we have watched, uh, of many of the dork projects that we have paid to watch, this is one I am very grateful for of recent history, just oh, because yeah. it's like, dude, this this artwork is smooth. I, I love watching it, dude. It is. Um, and, you know, I was curious, man, like how I was very on edge about a lot of things, honestly, um, mm. with this movie. You know, I was I was curious about how are they going to how are they going to do this plot? Because this is a very intricate plot. Yeah. I mean, because it's not like a you know, it, this isn't a, a beat em up kind of story. It's a, again, it's a crime noir thriller. Yeah. It's, it's, what, it's what the long Halloween is. Um, so I was like. From a storytelling standpoint, this is going to be more difficult than most other animated features. Agreed. Um, I was like, from a from an animated standpoint, we got to remember, uh, like the what I called like their New Fifty Two verse ended with uh, Apocalypse, Apocalypse War. War. Yeah. yeah, and so that was also the end of that uh, particular animation style. And so I wasn't really sure uh, how, how this was going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah how yeah. it was going to look. Yeah. So I am not were, upset. No, me either. Yeah. 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 It, it's, I don't know what you call the art style because I'm not a, a, an art major or anyone artistic in that manner at all, really. But it is great. It is very pleasant is to look so, at. It, it is. <laughs> um, no, I, I just thought of something, but I don't remember it anymore. Damn it. Because you brought up Apocalypse War, and that made me think of something I wanted to say. And unfortunately, the thought escaped me. So I might come back to it. We'll see. Apocalypse. Oh, uh, I do have a question. Mm. Uh, I know Jeff Loeb was... De- he definitely had to be involved in helping to at least produce this movie. He does producing work quite often. We, mm-hmm. we see that. Um, did Tim Sale help with this movie? I, I gotta go back and research that in the, in the credits myself, but... Um, I don't know be honest i i would hope so dude because they pay such a a, a a homage to his artwork i would hope but yeah mm. i don't know well i, I can yeah. look it up later yeah um i will also say this though like one reason i think one contributing factor to uh dc's animated success is that uh one person who is constantly on damn near all of these movies as a producer is uh bruce tim uh, the uh, the primary artist uh, who got I, I won't say his start but maybe his biggest break on the Batman animated TV show he and Paul Dini you know uh, tag team that bitch and and made it the 
phenomenon that it is. And, uh, and Bruce Tim has really gone on to cut his teeth and really make his mark in the animated world. Uh, for the uh, DC animated movies. Gee, I wonder why. It's not like that was one of the greatest <laughs> cartoons growing up. Right. You know? Come on. <laughs> so he's been a ride or die for DC for a long time. <laughs> yeah, Warner Brothers is like, look, man. No, no, no. The Warner brother sat down at the table with him and look. Look, bruh. Everyone thinks this company's called Warner Brothers, but uh, right now I'm the only brother. No, right. it's, it's the frog, and you have to sing everything. <laughs> Mr. Tim Sale, <laughs> it's good to see you. Bruce Tim. Hello, Big Brucey. Hello. Uh, <laughs> hello, Mr. Tim. Hello, my downright pal. <laughs> Please sign right here on the contract. Be the other Warner brother. There it is. Uh, Why the frog always... No, he was that, that was the bit. Yeah. He was always the frog that would like sing the like one verse and then but, pretend but, to just be a, another. Yeah, whenever frog. anyone else would look at it, it'd just be yeah. a regular frog. Yeah, it, it was always the bit where Bugs is like, "But look, he sings, he sings." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, Bugs, you uh, crazy rabbit. Yep. Uh, so yeah, uh, about the WB frog. No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a villain. <laughs> He's he's the big bad. He's training right now to see if he can one day take on uh, the mouse. I'm like, brother, you're gonna need to hit the weights. You gonna uh, you need is this you got a lot of leg day. You gotta hit them weights. This is like, uh, I was shit. I've gotten way off fucking topic now. Maybe it's the crown kicking in. I was like, what size rat wouldn't be needed to take down a bullfrog? I was like, who? <laughs> I have a fun and stupid <laughs> idea. We buy a bullfrog. No, no. We buy a rat. We are moving on. And we, and we get like two dog cages, okay? Not like the kennels, but like the uh, the cages that you use to like corner off a room. Like like a baby uh, nursery area. And so you, you make a not dog fighting ring. <laughs> and you put the animals in the... I think it's a great idea. We can sell tickets. All right, that guys, should be so- a tea. That's a t-shirt. All right. Now I'm ready to move on. I just want like. This is is going to be in the back of my mind for the rest of the night. I want everyone to know that I endorse this t-shirt. Well, I'm glad that we're at the end of the day. So. No, we're not going to bed till three. Uh, Okay. It's it's 1050 right now, homies, just to give you perspective. But uh, so what what else can we talk about? Um, Yeah. So we talked about the animation style. Um, So with, with that. Uh, I do want to say that uh, I was curious, like, how they were going to do the animation with this one. Mm-hmm. Because I haven't seen, you know, any of this movie, not even a trailer, actually, before uh, I sat down to watch it. No, me neither. And I yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I was I was wondering, like, is, is are they going to try to imitate Tim Sale's art style? Because there's pros and cons to that. The pros are that you'd, you'd be able to, of course, you know, more accurately bring to life the, the vivid detail from the comics um the downside is that for people who haven't read them on halloween they're probably wondering you know what's up with some with these proportions or like what's this yeah. look so different from yeah. previous movies or why does joker look like nightmare fuel yeah yeah <laughs> well he still does oh yeah, he still uh, does very much so <laughs> uh so I, I really love joker's design and in both uh you know in the comic book i just know that tim so had a blast drawing the joker there because he has like these Piano key teeth, like just that just yeah. go on. What know? a great descriptor! It, it, yeah. You win a medal tonight, <laughs> oh. dude. 
the piano key teeth where the jaw literally is like a foot long right. just to make room for the whole for that smile yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty great uh but no so talking about the the plot here um I will say this also before we get too much into the plot, and that is, yeah. uh, th- there's elements that that are uh, obviously there's elements that are changed, right. and uh, a lot of the changes I actually uh, not only understand but even applaud. Uh, like for example, there's there's one moment here where uh, Batman is chasing down uh, Mickey, who was uh, not an informant but somebody who worked for Falcone, uh, mm-hmm. who was uh, accused of blowing up the Dent's home. And uh, when Batman gets to him, there's like a fucking, you know, Chinese gang that hops out that he has to fight. And I'm like, right. this is new. Uh, but the reason why I think that was an appropriate move is because, like I mentioned earlier, the comic book is really, it's, it's not focused heavily on like the Batman beat him up, you know, because they wrote this, they wrote that story with the idea of, okay, the readers already know Batman can beat up criminals. Right. You know, this is about can this new, young, fresh Batman solve a mystery? Yeah, uh, really the detective vibe, mm-hmm. which obviously plays a, a theme for the movie, too. They, mm-hmm. they constantly, literally keep going back to that wordplay. You got to be a great detective. You got to be a better detective, Batman. And, and, and it's funny how many scenes. I, I was worried that they were going to try to force it, like mm-hmm. fucking Dom and family. <laughs> but... Uh, it's it doesn't feel forced to me. I, no. I like the the light application. You know, it's like it's like getting a good ham and cheese sandwich, and there's just enough mustard. I just knew you were gonna say it's like getting a good hand job. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and where are you going to get these? <laughs> Which massage parlor are you are you frequenting? <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, you know, the one that has a prostitute ring in it, you know, that, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one I've been looking for. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it's in the other county. Oh, there you go. Uh, no, I, I do agree, though. But, you know, the, the reason that I brought up, uh, you know, Mickey and, and his gang is that um, obviously that was vastly changed in the comics. Yeah. Uh, and, and the thing of it is, is that uh, I understand them putting in a, you know, such a, a heavy fight scene here in the movie. First of all, yeah. uh, the animation for the fight scene was really well done. It was yeah. really crisp. Uh, and, but on top of that, this is still a, an animated superhero flick. And so you have to make sure that there's appropriate bouts of action, you know, in this thing. So that Ag- Agreed. Yeah. And that's fun. Yeah, you know? it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so I, 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 I enjoy that. I didn't have a problem with that. I will say... How it plays out in the comics is really fucking clever. Uh, and unfortunately, they didn't get a chance to do that here. But again, you know, I understand they're, they're telling the same story in their way. Yeah. Um, so I, I know I've already gotten like your, your general, uh, you know, thoughts about this. But uh, what about the plot here stood out to you? Uh, wow. What, what? I, I feel like I have to give like a thesis statement rather than any one particular detail. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have not read The Long Halloween as recently as you have, as recently English as you have. However, I have read it... I've read it twice, front to back. Mm-hmm. And 
I remember it because it is such a great Batman read. There is a reason it's considered one of the best still yeah. after <laughs> all these different writers and people have put their hands on Batman. Still to this day, it's up there, gang. Yeah. So by all means, if you haven't read it yet, what the fuck are you doing? How many episodes deep are we in here and you haven't read this shit? <laughs> Fix that. Now, because I remember such a great story, the the most stand-outing thing... I'll the most it. stand-out thing... <laughs> who's drinking the crown again? The most stand-out thing about the plot line was just how diversely different it was. Mm-hmm. Um, from the opening scene to each individual murder, because as, as for those of you who are familiar with the story, there is... A, a you know a holiday killer right and that's a big deal and th- there's details that are exact from the book but also how they come about and how those details come into play that's the part that's so different and it's not bad yeah yeah it's it's not at all like the differences of other movies that we make fun of constantly that I'm trying not to say the names of right now <laughs> because we damn them so hard already. Let them lie. In, let the dead lie in the dirt. But they play off so well. Again, like I mentioned earlier, while keeping to what Batman or Harvey or or, or Gordon would do in these moments too. Yeah. Um, so really, overall, it's it's just how well they're playing the field. Yeah. Not to sound like a sportsman, but yes. Yeah. You know, I I also really like how. Again, just kind of reiterating something that we mentioned earlier, I really enjoy how they uh, they play into like the lore and the canon of of the Long Halloween because uh, you know it's interesting. When I read the the story this time around, I read the uh, one of the Fords and the Omni. Okay, and uh, it was talking about how uh, uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale they were uh, uh, propositioned uh, from. Uh, I think one of the editors at uh, DC, I think it was an editor. Okay. But anyways, uh, they were asked basically to, to write a, a new Batman story. And they were like, huh, okay, uh, any any ideas, any suggestions? And, you know, th- they were told several things. They was like, well, one, uh, we'd really like if you guys explored more of what Frank Miller did, like maybe after the events of year one. And that was a, a really big influence, you that's know, smart. for, yeah. And, and that's why, like, the long Halloween, you know, chronologically uh, speaking, happens around that time. Yeah. I, I mean, um, I was about to trip over what you were actually just going to say right there, too, where it's like, dude, yeah, you totally get that vibe, too. Where mm-hmm. Batman is, he's no longer young. He's no longer fresh in the game. But this is not the years on years on years of experience Batman that we've come to know from, like, other projects that we've seen. This is the Batman who's, all right, I know the streets. I got the great tech. I know how to fight these criminals. But I'm still developing. Yeah. Like, I still got to realize, you know, how to be a detective. Yeah. yeah. It, it feels like like a year three or four type of ordeal is what it seems like. Like, he's been around long enough to develop a relationship with Gordon and with the GCPD but he's still young enough in the game so that there's little things he's doing. Like, he's wearing too much, and he's weighing him down. Catwoman yeah. even talks about that. That's and that's true. something that younger Batman did. Um, yeah. 
And so it's little things like that. He'll, you know, really be trying to punch his way through a uh, uh, a crime scene or, or a detective work rather than, you know, putting his brain more to it. And that's something that Commissioner Gordon speaks on at one point. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, there, there's little things. So like you said, it, it's not like they beat you over the head with it, but, like, you get enough to understand what they're going for. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. Um, it was also a fun fact about uh, about the uh, original comic book is that huh. it was uh, it was Mark Wade, uh, the, the uh, writer Mark Wade, who told uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale that hey, uh, if you guys are doing the story that I heard about, like this kind of Batman early on in his career uh, that follows up on year one, make sure that you include more Harvey Dent because we don't get a lot of, of Harvey pre Two Face. Oh, yeah. that's dope. That was a good suggestion. Yeah. I'm glad they listened yeah. because. Harvey Dent, can we trust him? No, <laughs> uh, we can trust him to be such a great, but also integral part of yes. the story. And what I love about the movie too is they're not letting up on that. Right, Harvey Dent still, even in their own amalgamation of a story, still plays such a centerpiece for the story. Um. And they don't reveal too much. They right. they play with you even, and it's mm-hmm. it's ballsy. It's good, you know. Um, well done, guys. Well, yeah, well done. done. A really great job. Get Bruce Tim to help out with the live action movies, and <laughs> guys, you got a deal. What are we doing? Oh shit! I feel like it's a foolproof plan, but I mean, what do I know? <laughs> I've only seen all your shit too many times. Oh shit! Yeah. Um. Yeah, so just kind of you know piggybacking off what you said earlier for the homies who are maybe unfamiliar, uh, yeah, the Long Halloween it is a story that takes place early on in Batman's career where there is, uh, there is this killer uh, known as the Holiday Killer because he seems to kill only on holidays, yep. and this killer is targeting people who are part of the Falcone crime family. Now, of course, uh, uh, Falcone or you know the Roman. Uh, he is the biggest crime boss in all of Gotham. Uh, right. been, been able to, uh, you know, he ran I- illegal racketeering and, and money laundering and other organizations in Gotham for years. Literally think Godfather, and you are not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, very, very, very similar. And then, of course, uh, the second crime boss, the, the number two, who uh, is, is like the rival to Falcone, is uh, Salvatore Moroni. And, uh, you know, he is, uh, they're, you can say that they're frenemies. Well, they're not friends, but they play nice amongst one each, uh, with, with one another. They both know how to be political. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Like, they'll share a room together, you know, and there won't be any kind of fights, even arguments, but they'll play, like you said, kind of the political game with right. one another. They'll have a pleasant dinner with one another mm-hmm. while their henchmen are shooting each other down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know they'll, uh, yeah, they, they they play that whole kind of ordeal, right? And uh, it, it works really well. Um, and and really, a lot of the Long Halloween is focusing on uh, not just the relationship between uh, Maroni and Falcone, but also like the crime families, like the extended members, uh, especially uh, Alberto, uh, who is the son of uh, of uh, Falcone. And uh, Alberto is uh, is a very interesting figure. 
uh, because he doesn't have really any of the street smarts that his father has. And and in the comics, his father doesn't really, he's not upset about it. He just thinks his son is, he, he does think his son is weak and right, pathetic. Right, right. Uh, but he, he doesn't uh, he doesn't berate his son for it. He just thinks his son is uh, is a book smart kind of nerd. Yeah, St- I mean, not yeah. everyone is made for the family, right? Yeah, and, and even in the comments when Alberto tries to speak up and give suggestions, his father doesn't listen because oh, okay, Alberto, you know, like, we're, we're talking business here. Good job, Ringo. Okay, now, anyways, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and. Uh, and, and so, like, th- this is really a whole big-ass murder mystery, but with a, a comic book allure on it. And uh, that's really what this story is. Like, who is the holiday killer? Who has the, the, the biggest motive? Because there's so many people, and, and you get that same vibe from this movie. So it's like, I can see it being uh, Alberto. I can see it being Harvey Dent. Yeah. You know, may- maybe... You think it could have been, uh, you know, uh, the Roman Falcone himself? Maybe it was uh, Maroni. Yeah. Like there, there's a lot of moving pieces. You know, I just also realized, um, and and this is always a key question to ask yourself. Well, is this, um, is this rendition? Is this quote unquote based off of new story? Uh, keeping the ter- character integrity well, this is always a fair question to ask in order to challenge, to really verify yes or no, they are or they are not keeping to that character integrity well. Um, are they adding new people who have nothing to do with the original story? Mm. Uh, in this case, I'm trying to think about it. I don't think they are, dude. I, I can't remember. New? No, I haven't seen. There was seen. that dude they threw over the stairwell. But fuck him, because he didn't <laughs> yeah. matter. Like the first two minutes of the movie, yeah. First two minutes of the movie, he's like, well, watch out. You're going to look weak. A minute later. Ah! It's, it's funny, because like, he was like the Batman version of that one meme where like two people make a suggestion and the third person gives a practical solution. <laughs> he gets thrown from a window. That was the Batman version of what yep. happened to that yep. guy. But that's the thing. This guy did not make it <laughs> at <No>. all. <laughs> We saw he didn't make it. Yeah. Uh, but that's great. Yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, really, other than that, I don't see them adding unnecessary dumbass characters. No. Which is great. It is. That that really testifies again to, we're going to work with what we have. We don't need to mix new things here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it, it works pretty well as a whole. And again, like I already pointed out, like, you know, the difference when they changed, uh, like, the... I'm pretty sure there were Irish in the comics, like Mickey and his gang of people who work for mean, Falcone. Even the name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Which actually, oh, that's that's very funny to think about mm-hmm. it now. But yeah. Um, uh, but like, I mean, e- even still, they serve like the same purpose in a different fashion, albeit, but still. Literally, same purpose. they updated it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, what's up? No, you can go ahead. No, I was going to ask you. I, I didn't know if we were done with, like, that part of the breakdown. Because I wanted to ask you, like, what you thought about the music. Uh, the music was uh, very well done here. Yeah. Uh, what, what I really love the most about, like, the, the score as a whole is the fact that a good score doesn't overpower what's happening. It It, it, it only helps bring it more forward it only helps you know yeah it it helps to big it up 
Yeah. It accents. Yeah. So one thing I noticed, and I definitely have to play this hard. Um, most movies, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just kind of like a basic thing, you know? Just like, you know, it's not bad being a basic bitch. It just <laughs> means congratulations. You're living a meme, you know? Mm. You're, you're a basic bitch just like there's a, there are Karens and, you know, Chads out there. Right. But one thing this movie do, did that rose above and stopped it from even being fucking neighbors with basic um it it knew when to have no sound yeah which is which is a smart move guys it's off-putting and it makes you focus mentally on oh wait i can't hear any other filler bullshit in the background Mm -hmm. something's happening here great example a very small bit that really accented everything there there was a little bit of filler music and just like a real low background thing as uh, Gordon was prepping to go uh, trick-or-treating yeah. with his two kids, of course, the young Barbara, and his wife, Barbara. And, you know, shit was great. He was being great dad. He, you know, young Barbara dressed up as a cop, ironically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he's blessing her with his badge. Like, now your costume's done because that's way too much power for a kid. <laughs> but then the phone rings and the music stops. Yeah. And then he answers the phone. Everyone knows what the phone call is. He's optimistic, you know, haphazardly optimistic. Mm-hmm. Answers the phone. Hello? Where? Okay. Okay. All right, I'll be there. And then we all know what that is. Yep. Fucking Commissioner Gordon got a phone call. And then, yeah, music is still dead. Yes. As the children and the wife watch, that was a little thing. Right. just added a lot. And it's not the only moment like that in the movie. Yeah, you know? it happened several times. Yeah. And, and by the way, uh, just another call back here, but that's a that's another really subtly and well used thing they did to show how early on and Batman canon this is, because uh, Barbara, the mother, says to the children, "You have to remember, your, your dad was just made commissioner now. He has more responsibilities." You know, so it goes to show that. This is a younger Commissioner Gordon. Right. And also the fact that Batgirl is a child. Yeah. (laughs) Batgirl is almost Batbaby. Yep. Yep. Which means that somewhere around this town, the Grayson Circus is doing A-OK. You know, it's funny. The sequel to Long Halloween is Dark Victory. Which is where we're introduced to young uh, Dick Grayson. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. So right now, family's all good. Yeah, like family's they, all good right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're just yeah. gymnastics. Uh, yeah. 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 Yep. Everyone's alive. They're know. just flying. <laughs> until they're not. Uh, yep. But anyways. Uh, but no, uh, that is a really good point that you mentioned about the music and how sometimes, you know, like not using it can be just as effective as using it. Because music can be a crutch. You know, let's, let's call it what it is. Amen. Like, like not every movie knows how to use the music like, you know, fucking Infinity War Endgame, you know? Yes, like, yes. Like, that, that is music that's well used and deserved, you know? Yeah. Like, when that Avengers score kicks in and the Avengers are charging, mm-hmm. yeah, that's an appropriate fucking like, time for it. All of our heartbeats and goosebumps <laughs> and, and emotions, my emotions got, like, skyrocketed. Yes. And you're just like, yeah, we're going to go fuck up Thanos right, right now. <laughs> And, like, then you, and then your family's looking at you like, why the hell are you standing up out of your chair? What are you about to go do? <laughs> and you're just like, no, I got to go fight. I got to go fight. <laughs> I've, I've been summoned. <laughs> but there, there's, you know, other movies that try to use their, you know, bolsterous musical score as a way to, you know, put the hype in there. The hype should already be there. 
And, and the exactly. Music, yeah. Yeah. Not everyone can do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sad, but not all music is born equally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, or used equally. There. Right. There. I said it. But, and uh, uh, you know, like uh, I, I think that the the Dark Knight is another example. Like the whole trilogy. Uh, mm-hmm. One uh, example of, of like the opposite of how taking away the music can be effective is uh, is a scene in uh, The Dark Knight uh, Rises when Alfred Bridge news to Bruce that uh, Rachel wrote him a letter and to avoid Bruce from having a heartache, Alfred said he burned that letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that scene, they not only toned the music down, but like the, 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 the little score that they had is, is eliminated. And all you hear is Alfred and Bruce during this heartbreaking scene and then they repeat it again during the first encounter between Bane and Batman. How during this big fucking fight scene, mm-hmm. there's zero music, and it makes it so much more effective. Yeah, you all you can hear is Batman's bones yeah. breaking. Yeah. <laughs> I was born in the dark. <laughs> oh, oh that was your spine. <laughs> I wonder what would break first, your body or your spirit. Uh, fucking great lines yeah. man, that movie made Bane an intellect <laughs> right he is though he is, he, he is yeah. but the, the cartoon and then the fucking uh, Joel Schumacher movie oh, did we don't need no to that. favors for Bane <laughs> Bane at that point was just <laughs> that's all he said that's all he said he had the easiest line for the right. movie yeah. and they gave him a fucking name like they had me when we not to get out fucking topic, but when we did our review of that movie, yeah. uh, Batman and Robin, yeah, yeah. When, when we reviewed that one, Batman and Robin Forever, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I saw that like Bane had a name, it had me fucked up. I was like, does Bane have a name? And I just never fucking knew it, so I had to Google it, and I was like, oh no, that's just for this fucking movie. Yeah, like they just yeah, made yeah. up some. Joe Schumacher was like, what, well, what's your name? No, no, no. What's your name? <laughs> oh, that's good. Rest in peace to Joe Schumacher. Rest, rest in peace. Yeah. You, you made a uh, a very fun footnote on the Batman universe. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, but no, so, um, yeah, I thought that the, the use of music here was also very well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spoke about the the voice acting was excellent. Uh, yep. And again, totally, uh, the movie is perfect to what it needed to be. Yeah. yeah. Um. How'd you feel about us not getting a fight scene between Batman and Solomon Grundy? I was okay with that. Okay. Because, again, that kind of plays off of something we were talking about earlier, where it's like, Batman is, this is the point where Batman is learned. He, he's in the process of knowing better for, like, certain categories. Mm-hmm. It's like the difference between being new at this uh, this great new job, this great new opportunity that you've been given, and being at that job for two plus years. Like, one of them, you're still the guy who has to go tug on someone's sleeve. Hey, hey, hey how do I do this on the computer again? You mind showing me? Versus the guy whose sleeve is getting tugged. Mm-hmm. The guy who's like, no, 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 here, let me help you. It, this is a tricky thing to remember, but I got you. This is Batman who's like, nah, I've gone I've I've gone toe-to-toe against a fucking Solomon Grundy. I'd rather not. He's an undead zombie. He don't feel <laughs> shit. I do feel shit. So I know how to pacify him. 
That's all I need to do. Mm-hmm. I don't need to exert this fucking energy. It made sense. It's yeah. a smart Batman. Yeah. 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 And how about you though? Um Yeah, I uh I, I see it uh either way. You know, like when it happens in the in the comics, it's not like he goes looking for the fight. Solomon doesn't give him a choice. Yeah, yeah. And uh Which is fair. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think I don't think Batman on on any of his days would be like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck this guy up, you know. I think that Batman, I'm having a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> that one got a flat tire. Ben, I got beat someone the fuck up right now. Uh, Which road am I on? <laughs> oh, I know the sewer. Yeah, uh, but no, that was just like a, a, a little small thing. That, I, I didn't. It didn't affect my enjoyment of okay. the movie one way or another. Just something I noticed. One thing I loved, and I joked with you that this had happened in in the comic book. There was the there was a, a tussle, and then Batman was able to escape, and mm-hmm. you know he he was the victor of that tussle. Right. And then later on, because it's the Thanksgiving holiday, he 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 gave Solomon Grundy uh, <laughs> a plate. He of, gave him a plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fist him a plate. A yeah. Thanksgiving plate. And then you just see Solomon Grundy <laughs> reaching out for it. Solomon Grundy. Grundy. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I, I, I so badly wanted to see that again because yeah. it's like this is one of the coolest things Batman's done. In it this. is because he knows better. He knows Solomon Grundy's like a, a half-brained zombie, right? And, and, yeah. and like even Batman mentions it in both the comic and the movie. Here is like Solomon Grundy's actually, you know, the innocent here. Yeah, like, I came here looking for Mickey. Mickey fucking like an idiot ran to the sewers. Yeah. And <laughs> unlike you, I know who's down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and so it was like Solomon Grundy didn't want you know to be disturbed. He didn't ask for any of this. No, you know? and that's the thing. Solomon Grundy doesn't have a malcontent motive. Right. He's literally like, bruh, I want to live in my sewer in peace. Mm-hmm. I don't want no normal ass looking people. Down here looking at my mug. Yeah. I, I just want to be here. Give me a TV maybe, and I'm I'm chill. Yes. Yeah. With that being said, and Arkham City, he is fucking frightening. My gosh, <laughs> that, that boss fight, like, oh, not only did I not see this coming, he is fucking frightening. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> I might have to YouTube that. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, and, and Solomon Grundy came and went very quickly. Uh, being blessed again in the movie mm-hmm. with a Thanksgiving plate. Yes, and they even like expound upon it. Like we see Selena at uh, and and Alfred, you know, uh, and and Selena's trying to get a piece of that turkey, and Alfred slaps her hand away. Mm-hmm. And then he looks at the turkey again and sees that it's missing a leg. Yeah, yeah. and then we see Batman dropping off the plate. So this is that's good stuff. The the greatest thing about that is Batman. Think think about that. Let's think about the entire thing because that plate not just had a turkey like it had the potatoes, mm-hmm. it had the peas, it had the Thanksgiving goodness, the the gravy. So Batman put together the plate, assembled the plate, had to hold it awkwardly in the Batmobile. <laughs> he he might have plastic wrapped it. Yeah, I don't know. He had some he aluminum foil, did. you know. He yeah. probably had some bat wrap, right? And then he drove that plate. That's also a condom. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you got to bat wrap it, especially. When you're with Selena, <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I don't know. I, I don't believe that actually. I think, yeah, but he takes the plate to the sewer, unwraps it with you know the bat, uh, um, um, aluminum foil wrap or whatever, the plastic <laughs> wrap, and and it, I think that's hilarious because yeah. he's just like purposely taking this plate through the Batmobile, just driving it. And you know what else? 
like another thing where Batman's such a great superhero, mm. that place probably smelled good as fuck. And he now once, mm-hmm. you know, decided to be like, you know what? Fuck Solomon. I'm gonna Brady. have me some I'm yeah. gonna have me these bad potatoes. <laughs> I want this hot plate. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's great. It is. Um so now the uh I really enjoy the stuff with the Joker too. Yes. Dude, we have not talked about that enough. The Joker was awesome. Yes. At this point, if you're cast to be a Joker character, you already know you got to come to the table hot. Mm-hmm. You got to come to the table prepped with... I don't want to say you have to have your own unique voice, but it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's better to have your own unique spin on it than to try to duplicate. Right. Because you're just going to sound like an imitation. At best. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, oh man, he sounded uh, a lot like Mark Hamill. Dope, dope, dope. Nah. Or, or even worse, he sounded like he was trying to be Mark Hamill. Nobody yeah, wants no that. No one wants that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, like, hell, like, I think that Joe DiMaggio was like one of the oddest choices for Joker. And it's like, mm. had I never heard that, I would be like, I don't. I, Joe DiMaggio was amazing as a voice actor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'd be a great Joker, though. That's a weird take. But none of the Red Hood, I thought he did really good. Oh, yeah. He was good, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. Yeah. The, the laugh was very interesting, too, because he, he spoke normally with even, like, a, a normal, like, higher pitch every now and again. No, no, no. We'll all go down together. We'll all do it. Right. But then his laugh always started at this low... Uh, kind of, like, rumbling... Uh, yeah, th- this low this low grottle of a sound. Right. Like, <laughs> with that... With that crescendo, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, really sells the idea of uh, the three Joker story we covered. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, uh, someone actually asked me what I thought about that story recently. Oh. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. One, of, uh, one of those co-workers. Oh. Indeed. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man. Um, this, this Joker tonight, the Troy Baker one, uh, his second time being Joker, correct? At least. I, yeah, I think so. Because he... We talked about how Troy Baker was the only guy yeah, who played so Batman and Joker. I know that he voiced Joker in uh, in Arkham Origins. That was the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did Batman in the Telltale Games. Yeah, yeah. And uh, has he voiced Joker since Arkham Origins? I, I don't believe he has. I don't think he has either. Yeah, so this is his second. Yeah. 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 But that's awesome, though. It is. And, dude... I gotta say, this is a very outstanding performance of Joker. Mm-hmm. One on the art alone, the art value is is great. Earlier, I made the joke that this is like the Joker from like you know the the cartoon or like you know the video game right. meets Jack Skellington with like those yeah. long <laughs> gangly like, arms, pe- yeah. yes, peculiarly skinny limbs, and and like this almost squarish torso with like this. Again, the longer head to make room for the shark row of teeth. Right. It's fucking great. It um, is. And, dude, he was hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, had, he had a lot of really good dialogue here. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, again, like, so much of it was based off of, like, his stuff in the comics. So it, it really made for a lot of fun to read. Um, and, and also, I, I got to say this before we leave, uh, Troy Baker, and that is, like, I, I encourage everyone who enjoys good voice acting, like, I think it was the fucking uh, 2011 Comic-Con, maybe. Huh. Uh, 
it was around the time that he was first announced that he was going to voice the Joker. Okay. And uh, he gives his rendition of the One Bad Day yes. speech. What a great Joker speech. <laughs> yeah. Like, of all the Joker speeches, that is up there. That's like top three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, and that that was amazing. Remind that's me, that's that, what sold me. That speech is in uh, Under the Red Hood? Uh, Killing Joke. Killing Joke. Yep. It was one of the two. It was mm-hmm. one of the two. Okay. But yeah, dude, that's a fucking great speech. I might have to look at that speech uh, yeah. before going to bed. No, I can't do that before <laughs> going to bed. That's how yeah, you nightmares. Yeah, right. <laughs> you read the whole thing, then it'll give you nightmares. There yeah. it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, My nightmare is just like, Batman keeps laughing, and I'm not laughing anymore. It's like, oh, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> Easy there, Bats. I think you're choking me. <laughs> right. Then uh, the ending's not so subtle anymore. Right. <laughs> but anyway, that's a great episode uh, that we covered quite some time ago. How oh, long did we how Oh, did we, we were about? in the old pad, so this was like oh, 2018. Gosh. Fuck. Yeah. Also, how many episodes have we done now? I gotta look at that again because I, I think it's closing on three twenty. Three twenty. Okay. Yeah. For the mainstay. Yeah, for the mainstay. Yeah, main I, I feel like at this point we've done more than four hundred, but to access all of those, you gotta again hit up the Patreon. Ayo, ayo. I need a bomb, 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 bomb button. <laughs> we also need a shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> need, I need a lot more buttons on here. We need a lot more yeah. buttons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Um. So something that's interesting here, uh, looking forward to uh, part two, and yes. that is um, the movie that I should have. <laughs> You're right. Uh, this part one, I think we both agree, is fantastic and highly recommended. Fucking fantastic! Like it's adding. I, I I'm going to add it to the list of movies that are going to be graded at yeah. the end of the year for the Homie Awards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good one to have yeah. on the yeah. It deserves it. It yeah. deserves a homie. It's, it's, you know, it's funny because uh, last year Apocalypse One won the actual movie of the year. Yeah, it, it did, <laughs> and it still does. Like right. 2020, that was a great fucking movie. Yeah. Also, what a what a fucking symbolic movie for 2020. Right? Yeah. Is that movie's a tragedy? Apocalypse. That year's a tragedy? <laughs> yeah. Damn. But see, at the end, Flash was able to fucking at least erase that shit. You know? I mean, Flash needs to erase some of this. Yeah, we, we need <laughs> him to keep erasing. We're not done. The erase, uh, it just smeared. Right. Um, but what I was getting at is, you know, I think that you and I are both of a similar mind, whereas there are a lot of people out there who enjoyed the ending of Hush where they revealed that it's the Joker yeah. Who's the villain? Um, I I thought it, I thought I thought it was kind of you know meh you know me personally same, same. like I was like I, I get it but it doesn't hit the same. It's like they were doing it more so to uh, surprise the people who read the comics more so than yeah yeah. Um, um, but what I'm getting at here is that we have a similar kind of dilemma here with uh, Holiday. And notice that's what they ended part one on. Mm-hmm. So they they knew what they were doing when they staged they these did, two movies. Because here's what's most interesting about the ending of part one is that at the ending of part one, first of all, Batman he's he's not there on the boat. He's not there, you know, on the yacht. Neither right. is uh, Selena. Uh, it's Alberto, and he's talking to his aunt, and she walks away, and then. Oh no! She goes to talk to her nephew, something like that. But then she finds that Alberto has been shot, and he's fallen overboard, and it's probably gonna take a few days to kill uh, to find him. 
So it, it ends with a, with it looking like Holiday has killed Alberto. Yeah. And then they find his body washed up to shore and his body's all, you know, fucked up and whatnot. So you're thinking, okay, so it's not Alberto. He's dead. But then come to find out, again, spoiler alerts, Alberto is alive and he is at least one holiday killer. Yeah. Now with this, we see his ass get chopped up by a propeller. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so I'm like, do they do this to, to like put the nail in the coffin that like, no, it is not yes. Alberto? Yes, they did. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they could really try to fool us, but that, at that point, would be the same thing that fucking Hush tried to do, which is that one phraseology we just so don't, love. Don't fucking say it. Subvert expectations. God damn it, you said it. I said it. But luckily, this movie is smarter than that. This mm-hmm. movie is already coming out the gate great, and they know what they're doing. Yeah. Notice they played Two-Face super well. They played uh, Alberto's in super well. Mm-hmm. So I already know whomever the killer is. It's going to be a different person altogether, but it's going to make sense. Yeah. And you're right, because in the original canonical reading, which I'm not going to you know, spoil any of that for any of the homies who haven't read the book, we're talking about the movie here. Mm-hmm. The book had, like you said, potentially different killers. Yeah, there was more than one. Yeah. Super fucking, so interesting that till this day, people still debate about, okay, so who killed these people? Who who was Holiday from here to here, and who was Holiday from this point to this point? Yeah, like, and it's so fucking interesting because I don't think that uh, Jeff Lorb or Tim Sell have ever come out and said, "Okay, so this is how it really went down." They're taking that to the grave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, let the legacy live. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's super interesting, and it's like when you have a story like that, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to replicate that same kind of magic moving forward. Uh, agreed. Mm-hmm. I, I know the movie, because many of movies have, because there are, there are so many great ones out there. Mm-hmm. They, This movie itself, uh, part two, is more than capable, I believe. And I'm, I'm putting chips on that bet. They're more than capable of playing that ambiguous ending. Right. And, right. and that's really why I'm debating excuse me, I'm not debating, I'm betting that this movie is going to do. Because we're going to get, like, one killer that's a hardcore, we know that they killed at least one, if not more, mm-hmm. um, holiday uh, victims. Right. Now, I know also that this movie, more than likely, is going to play uh, some type of scenery that showcases the potential that one of the killers got away. Mm, yeah. And that we don't know which one did, but one did. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's so clever because, it again, is. this movie's doing the same thing like the book's doing where it's like there's multiple candidates. There are yeah. suspects, and a couple of them make a lot of sense. And and it's like it's like the one mystery that Batman never actually figures out. Not fully. Yeah. And, I mean, and he doesn't even know it. And, like, that's the amazing thing about it. Yeah. Uh, so I am curious to see how they do part two. And it's like part one was done so well that I do think they're stick the landing, but you know, um, you know, whether it be people who were disappointed with Hutch or people who were disappointed with, uh, Gotham by Gaslight, you know, with the Jack the Ripper reveal, like they had DC animated has I, a I history gotta, of, I remember Jack the Ripper was fucking commissioner Gordon. Right? It was commissioner Gordon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to remember. I think in the canonical readings, I think it was, was it two face? I haven't read that in so long, but yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't Gordon and the uh, in the comics. That's good. Yeah, um, yeah. Don't try to surprise us. You're bad at it. 
Unless, you know, you're the guys making this movie. Then you're right. doing great. Yeah. You do you do you. Now now the the only way to do this and, and like thankfully DC doesn't play this card huh. nearly as much as Marvel Comics does. Huh. And that is in Marvel Comics, whenever they fuck up something or they're in a corner and they need to get out. They uh covered up with a pandering agenda. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I was gonna say that person was a scroll. It wasn't really them. Oh, that's a. <laughs> I was having a good day. <laughs> and I'm like, there's times when they do it, and I'm like, yeah, you guys switched the seven to a corner. I understand it. And, and like with, with DC. I understand it, but I want us both to acknowledge that you <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> with DC, I'm like, I'm surprised they don't do that more often with Clayface, because they could, especially with the Batman Center story. Now, if mm. you remember in, in Hush, shit, in Hush, yeah, there's yeah, the one moment where it looks like Jason Todd is standing before Bruce Wayne or Batman. Right. And then, you know, come to find out, it's actually Clayface. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. But they, they don't linger on that. You know, you, you get the moment and then you realize who it really is. And then all the fans for years and decades later are just like, he had to have seen but Red Jason, Hood before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then come to find out in Hush, yeah, that's what happened. Uh but no, what I was getting at here is that, like, I hope they don't go the two-faced route with, uh, you know, in, any of the people who are in this movie. Mm. I mean, the, yeah, the clayface route. Because, like, if, if they go, if they used to clayface out, then they can do it and, like, it, it would make sense for what clayface is and what he can do. But it would still feel a well, little, a little cheapened. Agreed. That's... That's lazy. That's mm-hmm. that's a scapegoat writing tactic. Um, hell, people still people still joke and you know make fun. Uh, whenever Marvel for years would be like, "Oh, that wasn't Nick Fury. That was a life model decoy. Oh, that wasn't Doctor Doom. That was a Doom bot." It's like it's, it's never. <laughs> it's like it's never fucking them. And How it's, convenient. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's it's convenient writing, which is lazy as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that with spite. Now. Here's the question I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna propose, and I'm hopefully you're gonna put that whole idea to bed because mm-hmm. I'm very confident I remember this. Uh, Clayface was not in the OG um, Long Halloween story, not at all. Yeah, yep. which in my mind is more than enough evidence that they're not going to go that route because again, this movie, the staffing and, and definitely the writers' table seems to both care. And know enough about each of the characters and what they want to do with them, you know, so far as what we've seen, um, that they're not going to break character integrity by introducing that element. Mm -hmm. But you're right. DC Animation, unfortunately, has had a piss poor report card regarding, you know what, for this villain, uh, fuck it, we're going to make it, uh, we're going to make it Martha. Like, I'm sorry, (laughs) what? She's alive? What? You know? Yeah. It's like, I, that's surprising, but that makes no sense. Right. <laughs> Batman the whole time. I'm sorry, Mom? What? Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which, don't do that ever, please. <laughs> yeah, it, it'd be interesting, though. Um, I, I am super curious to get part two. Uh, I need to Google it and see when that comes out. Uh, because part one, again, was uh, was really excellent. Mm. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Wouldn't it suck? If for whatever reason they just never released part two, 
You better not put that in the air. <laughs> I really want it. It's a great movie. Yeah. 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 For sure. Hopefully, we get part two in like a month, and that it's already done. They're just gonna release it later. That would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Just just make the whole thing in one go, and then cut it into two different productions. You know. Yeah. Um. But what do I know? Well, I don't know. You you know a lot. I appreciate you, buddy. And that's why I appreciate you. Oh, it's just the crown talking. I don't mean it. Uh. I figured. I figured. <laughs> I was hoping it was more the coke than the crown. But, you know, <laughs> I, I saw the mix. You're good. Uh, okay. Uh, what are your closing thoughts on this movie, Kevin? Go watch it. Absolutely. Like, th- there's a number of movies that we talk about that I can understand that a homie listening listens either for. Uh, hopefully the comedic aspect I might be giving us too much credit <laughs> or um, or they hate listen or yeah. they hate listen which is also <laughs> I'm sure uh, for some reason a fucking genre like do you not have enough stress in your life right. <laughs> um, I guess you don't come you know come help me out you know or you know they, they listen more for the actual comic book breakdown aspect like the die hard I want the comics and I want the lore. You want the whole comics and nothing but the comics. Exactly. And it's like, e- <laughs> even sometimes our, our, our jokery can be more of a, a hindrance to that listener. Um, I can understand where there would be like uh, rooms and gaps for listeners and different types and hybrids in between each of those genres I even mentioned, those types of people that might say, oh, that's awesome. I'm glad I got to listen to the review of this movie. But I personally might not watch that movie because I'm just disinterested in Marvel in space, or whatever the fuck else you got to say. Um, this, however, is a movie that I would recommend to any of my friends. Like yeah. this is this is dope. I would, is. I would even want the people who aren't my friends to watch this movie, just because it's a great movie and I want to support it. Yeah, you know. Um, and yeah, the interesting thing about it now is that, and, and I think that 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 DC has maybe finally figured it out for the animated. Sure, that is. Now, whether people like you or I who have read the books or someone who hasn't can watch this movie, and at the end of part one, we could all be like, who do you think Holiday is? And, mm. you know, th- there's, like, even us who have read the books could still be wrong, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I have we no def- idea. Yeah, we'll definitely see. And uh, I guess one more thing, and then I, you know we'll wrap up. But like, again, guys, go read the books. But like, the the ending is such a surprise twist because it's like, okay, boom, we got our person, and you know we're, we're good here. Our heroes are heroes, and too bad about Harvey, he's two faced, you know. And <laughs> and, uh, and it's like, but we, we we got we got Holiday, and then you know we get. Uh, the equivalent of like a post credit scene, and then it's like, maybe we didn't. Holy shit! Right. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's fucking great how how that ends up transpiring. But uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, hopefully, if if part two is just as good as part one, maybe they give us a dark victory. I think that'd be great too. That would be. Yeah. That would be dope. Yeah. I I would buy that. James. Oh yeah. I would buy that. You should totally <laughs> work on that. Oh huh? yeah. Yeah. Uh, I said it. Yep. Uh, but that's all I got for this one. Uh, like you said, this is definitely a uh, go out and watch this. This is a must watch. Yeah. Enough said. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of good shit here. Uh, but yeah, guys, I think that's going to be all for this one. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, this review of 
I almost said under the red hood. This is not that uh, of Long Halloween yes. Part One. Amen. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll be back with Part Two whenever the hell it comes out. Which uh, is, yeah, which is hopefully sooner than later. Uh, but that's gonna be it for this one, guys. Thank you all again for listening. And again, if you guys uh, really want to uh, support us, then continue to tell all your friends and family uh, about us, and also. Feel free to leave us a review, preferably those five-star ones. You know, they really help us out with the uh, algorithm so more people can see us. Amen. Yeah, and then, of course, uh, we we plugged it a couple of times tonight, but definitely hit up the Patreon page, uh, patreon.com backslash backslash superhero homies. Um, It gives you access to the entirety of the catalog, all, I'm sure, 400-plus episodes. (laughs) Yes. And you are going to continuously have a lot more fun with everything we've done. Uh, most recent episode, uh, Mass Effect, the legendary edition. Definitely go hit that up. It is way too much action for one episode. There was a lot of fuckery going on there. Oh, yeah. Um, so definitely go treat yourself. And, uh, yeah, homies, we appreciate you all. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that sure, is- sure. Shameless. That is it for this one, homies. Uh, as always, we appreciate you guys. But until next time, my name is Superhero Homie Q. And of course, I am Superhero Homie Kevin. <laughs>